gorgeous. Before we jump into today's episode, I have a quick announcement because I want to make sure that you saw the special offer for my Sacred Money Archetypes business course. This course will blow your mind. It's very practical and super fun where I take you through how you can unlock the strengths of your particular money personality to grow your business and make more money with ease. So let's roll up our sleeves and get deep into what makes you unique and what this means for your business model, your marketing, and even how you grow your passive income. In this special once a year offer, you get six weeks of live training, live support in a special group, mentoring from me and our beautiful mentors, and live coaching calls to make a massive shift in your mindset and in every part of your business. So don't miss out because I would love to work with you over the six weeks as your business coach and mentor. And I'm so excited to see how this course can transform your business like it has for so many thousands of people in my community. So don't miss out before the deadline. Head to denisedt.com slash S-M-A-S-M for mother, A, and find out more about the course and come and join us. It's really going to change your life. All right, let's get on with today's episode. Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's got to be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, it's Denise here and welcome to another episode of Chill and Prosper. And we are in sacred money archetypes land at the moment where a lot of our episodes and we're doing some bonus episodes too, are all about sacred money archetypes. And I'm like, if you don't like it, that's fine. You can skip these episodes. But whether or not you know about the archetypes, you like them, you intend to come and join me on my course or not... Hopefully, you're going to learn some really juicy nuggets that you can use in your own life and business about how to understand your behavior better and understand the behavior of other people in your life as well. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, I am certified in a method called Sacred Money Archetypes. Go to the quiz at denisedt.com slash quiz and find out which one of the eight money archetypes you are. And this then determines your behavior around money, around saving and investing, but also how you run your business and how you talk to your clients and all of those juicy things. So today on that, we are talking about um, ideal clients using money archetypes to understand and find your ideal clients. And I've noticed that this is such a big pain point for everybody. Any business course I've ever done, any marketing course I've ever done, when people start to talk about ideal customer or ideal customer avatar or your niche, people freak out. They get so stressed about it. They worry that they're doing it wrong. And but the thing is, different archetypes resist it for different reasons. And so hopefully by the end of this episode, this bonus episode, you will understand maybe who your audience is and also why you could be resisting even finding out in the first place or resisting niching your business, right? So who is your your perfect match as a customer? And sometimes we don't know. 
sometimes we don't know. And I didn't know for a very long time. When I started in my business, I was just like, anyone who will give me money. I want to help everybody. And I really did come at from that place of going, well, I, I don't know. I don't want to exclude anybody. Or I don't want to limit myself. Or how am I supposed to know? And so different archetypes will resist this for different reasons. And so I'll, I'll just give you a couple of examples. I can't go through every archetype because there's eight archetypes and it would just drag on for too long. And obviously this is what I cover in, in the course version of Sacred Money Archetypes. But for example, if you're a connector or a nurturer, okay, so these archetypes, what they have in common is that they never want anyone to feel excluded. They want to help everybody. They see the good in everybody and they want to make everyone feel included. So if you say to a connector or a nurturer in a business event, who's your target audience? They sometimes really get stressed about it because they go, but I want to help everybody. And it's not about intention. I want to help everybody too. I really do. But the idea of finding your perfect match, your ideal customer, your avatar is that you want to be able to leverage your time, your energy, your expertise, but also help the people the most who are looking for you and to be able to have it be a win-win situation. So both parties feel like that they're getting what they need. Okay, so if you are, um, I don't know, a ruler, for example, rulers might be just like, well, I just want to help everybody again because it's you know, I just want to cast my net and just get as many customers as possible. But then you might understand that it's smart to leverage your energy. It's smart to leverage your marketing budget and accumulators. I'm speaking to you as well. It's smart to leverage your time and energy and money to market to the people who need what you have. Okay. So it's not about excluding people. It's not about, um, you know, manipulating particular people. It really is just understanding who can benefit from working with you. Okay. So you can work with anybody. You really can. But learning the nuances of your archetype and your client's archetype will just help you leverage everything much better, which means that you'll have more energy for your work and there'll be more longevity for your work as well. So often when people start to learn about the different archetypes, and as I said, there's eight, um, they go, well, if I'm a romantic, who's my target audience? Who's my perfect match? And the thing is, every archetype can work with any archetype, but it depends on what you do. And if marketing is about solving specific problems for specific people, you can see that it can be a little bit kind of complex, right? And so what I actually do in the course is I've got a bit of a matrix and I've you know, I've got all the eight, uh, all the eight archetypes on both sides, the top and the and the sides, the X and the Y axes, and I've put in there like what are the commonalities between some of those archetypes, and what would be their clashes, and what would be the missing puzzle piece that those archetypes would come together to solve, and that's where it starts to become a little bit complex, right? Because you're bringing your experience your know-how to your business, problem solving for clients, but you're also bringing your own archetype to that. And you're bringing your own um, thoughts and views about money based on your money archetype, right? So there will be clients that you'll discover that feel a bit easier to work with, or you'll find that there are problems 
that feel easier and more fun for you to solve. Okay. And this is almost one of the biggest problems when people start to do archetype work is that one, you can't see it for yourself, right? Because you're like, but but this is how everyone is. So that's the big problem with archetype work is just naming your traits and seeing it in other people that they're different to you, right? And realizing that they think in a different way to you. But the other challenge around that too is that sometimes we resist what's easy. We resist the obvious solutions because we think that everyone knows how to do that. So we miss really um, like lucrative opportunities or easy or win-win opportunities to work with a particular type of client or to solve a particular type of problem because we're like, but everyone knows how to do that. And it's not true. It's not true at all. So one thing that I paid for recently um, is a someone to come and organize my Dropbox. Okay. Someone just to organize my Dropbox. Um, her name is Brenda Cadman. And she was in a group and she was um, offering uh, Canva organization. And I was like, oh, man, if you could just if you could do Dropbox. And she's like, oh, I haven't thought about that before. And I was like, well, it's the same thing. And I remember there was like a little bit of a moment where she was like, but I, I was going to specialize in Canva organization. But that's not what she's selling. She's selling organization, right? And she might have thought at some point, I'm not going to put words in Brenda's mouth, but she might have thought, oh, God, this is so easy. Anyone could do this. But and I could I can totally organize my own stuff. I can get really geeky about stuff. I can organize it, but I'm just not going to. And as a ruler, I value like marketing time more than organization and admin time in my business. But it was costing us money because my team weren't finding things. They weren't um, like all of the content that I've created over the years. We weren't repurposing it because no one could find anything. Right. So it was worth it for me to do that. But you might have a skill like that where you go. But anyone can just do this themselves. It just takes a little bit of elbow grease. Or anyone can find out how to do that if they just Google around. But they're not going to. It's not their zone of genius. It's not what they're here to do. Um, And that can be a really, really tricky thing to see for yourself. That something that comes easily to you, that's natural to you, that's fun for you, that you would do for free, or that it takes you hardly any time at all that can be hugely valuable to someone else because it's their missing puzzle piece, okay? And I think that's one of the first lessons that it's okay to make thing, like make money out of things that are easy and enjoyable for you. That's the whole point of it. But we resist it and we resist it because we think it has to be hard. We think that work has to be hard. We think that making money has to be hard. And it takes a lot of un- unconditioning. <laughs> is, that a word? is that the right word? to like to completely change our brain that that's okay okay and so that's I think that's one of the big lessons of even doing this money archetype work is acceptance of who you are and realizing that that's hugely valuable it's not something to be dismissed it's not something to just go oh no that's no one would pay for that no they they will so that's the whole point of finding your ideal client finding something that's easy for you that's hard for someone else okay so there's a couple of ways to approach this and um I'm going to take a little break in a sec but A lot of times people will say to me, well, is my ideal client me or is it someone opposite to me or how do I know? And remember, this is mostly trial and error at the start. You know, sometimes we just throw things out there and we just go, okay, we'll just see who buys it. But the more that you can understand yourself and the more that you can understand maybe, you know, who's been easy to work with in the past or who your most enjoyable clients are, or even if you're starting from scratch, just what would be fun for you? 
And then you can reverse engineer it to say, okay, if this is fun for me, who would really need this? And sometimes we do the opposite. Sometimes we go, what's a really big need out there that someone, you know, there's a really big pain point for people. And sometimes that is a match to your strengths. Sometimes it's not. And that's when you see people who go into a business because just because they've seen a need, but it doesn't have longevity for them because it's not their passion or they get bored or it was a phase of life. It wasn't a real problem that they wanted to solve. So we can come at it from a lot of different angles. So let's talk about it um, after this quick break about how to find out who your ideal client is and how to make sure that it is a match for you and what you want to do, not just because they need you. It's a very important distinction. All right, I'll see you in just a sec. Hey everyone, I'm Lata Hamilton, change leadership and confidence expert. I help women carve their own paths for change in career, leadership and life with leadership training, executive coaching and change consulting. I love Denise's sacred money archetypes as a way of understanding who I am and why I do what I do with money. Having always been an amazing moneymaker, saver, and investor, it made so much sense that I was an accumulator in the quiz results. No surprises there. But as my money personality is my top three archetypes, I was shocked to discover that I was also a ruler and a maverick. Finding this out helped me understand why I struggle to switch off and feel fulfilled with the abundance I already have but also gave me permission to continue dreaming big and believing in my inevitable success and feel confident with taking some big, but always measured, risks along the way. Finding out other people have different money personalities also helps me have more empathy in my business. I could never get my head around people who don't have savings or struggle with paying bills and taxes, so I could potentially lose out on these clients if I'm not considering the way they feel and purchase when I'm inviting them to my courses, programs, and services. If you're an accumulator like me, Denise's Sacred Money Archetypes is worth the investment for yourself and the people you want to help. Okay, welcome back. We're talking about ideal clients and using sacred money archetypes to figure out and also to serve and to refine clients that work better for you and your business. So you can leverage your time and your energy and your knowledge and your marketing spend and 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 frankly, your life force energy, right? We've all done that where we've tried to serve people and it's not the right fit for us. Okay, so if you don't know your archetype, remember to go do the quiz, denisedt.com slash quiz find out what your archetype is, okay? Because any advice that you take, whether it's um, what business model to do, what marketing to do, how to run your business, how to hire people, you have to run it through the lens. Well, you don't have to. It's so useful to run it through the lens of your archetype because then it depends. And I don't give business advice anymore unless I know someone's archetype because my advice changes, depending on who that person is, because then I can understand what their resistance will be, what their strengths could be, what they could offer to someone else. Okay, so let's talk about the different um, ways. So a lot of the time when you start your business, you don't really know. So you just create your business for you, you know, and and that's kind of how I did it. I was just like, I'm just going to share what I did, things that I did in my business, because I'm kind of sharing it to an earlier version of myself. Okay, and we often do this without realizing it. We market ourselves by discussing our experiences. We create products and services that we would want to see in the world. 
Okay, and so this is great because if your ideal client is a different version of you, they might just be at an earlier stage in their business. So it could be someone who um, is like the beginning part of their business or the beginning part of their journey. And so you can say, this is what I did. Follow my example. Okay, and then sometimes it's easy then to talk to that person because you know, you know, you, you are them in lots of ways, right? And remember too, there are billions, I was about to say millions of people in the world, but there are millions of potential customers for you, right? And so you might think, oh, I can't get too specific because I'll, I'll lose out. And you go, well, no, you only need a, you don't need that many customers to have a thriving business, right? So don't feel like, oh no, if I just do it to please myself, there won't be enough people. There will, you just have to still find them, right? So if your ideal client is you, you can just run your business to please yourself. Do the marketing how you would talk. What would motivate you? Because you can understand that. Not always though. And this is actually when I did the Sacred Money Archetypes course, the hardest set for me to create was the ruler set, which is me. Because I was like, oh, do I just shop for my own wardrobe? Like I, I couldn't see it from the outside because I was it. Isn't that funny? It was the hardest one for me to create. And it's often because in my business, actually, my ideal client isn't a ruler. And so it was tricky for me to do that because I kind of hide my rulerness sometimes from my audience. And when it does come out, some people go, oh, it's a bit too much. <laughs> and, um, and so, yeah, that's a really interesting thing. I started off thinking that my ideal client was me. And as I evolved, I realized it wasn't, that it was a, a, someone else. And I was giving them a miss- missing puzzle piece. Okay, so for an example, you might be, a really experienced accountant and you mentor new accountants to start and grow their business exactly the way you did. Okay, so often we're just showing people the path and they can they can follow it. Or say, for example, you're a service-based business and you have a hair salon. There are so many different types of hair salons that you can have in the world. If I was creating a hair salon as a ruler, it would be set up for rulers. It would be like a 60-minute pit stop where you could come in and five people would work on you at once like a race car. And you could get waxing and your nails done and your hair done all at once because I can't be bothered spending time there. It would have really good Wi-Fi. It would have, you know, little pods that you could sit in so you could work if you wanted to. It would be a ruler salon, okay? But most of the time we're creating stuff for other people. Okay, so is your ideal client someone completely different to you? Now, they could be someone who's completely opposite to you because sometimes opposites attract, right? So you might have a complementary skill set for that person and they might need your help to overcome something or learn something that is so natural to you and easy for you okay and again you might go oh who would do that business oh I just have to do it myself no that will be something that someone will love to help you with and vice versa something that you think oh my god everyone knows how to do that so easy no it's not and you can help someone else to do that Um, you can see them help them see things that they're missing help them make changes in their life sharing your systems and your hacks and your processes, or just by being around your energy can help them to bring some of that quality into their life. Okay. So um, again, when I've talked about who my, well, the customer that I attract the most are accumulators and I can't help them with some of the things that come naturally to them. They're very good savers. They're very frugal. They can take time to make decisions. That's not me. I'm not frugal. I can make really impulsive financial decisions. So what are they coming to me for? They're coming to me for their missing puzzle piece, which is optimism, hope, um, having like, you know, a little bit more of a 
laissez-faire attitude to life, Um, my enthusiasm for my business, you know, my positivity, that's something that they might struggle with a little bit to have faith that they can run a business for themselves instead of feeling scared about spending money. Okay, so that's something that I could offer to someone who's completely opposite to me. Now, you might have multiple ideal clients. Okay, so I'm not saying you have to pick one and that's it forever. Um, Sometimes your business evolves and changes over time. Sometimes um, you're talking to different people at different stages of their life as you shift and change. But sometimes some businesses lend themselves to having multiple ideal clients and um, and let's give the hair exa- hair salon example, okay? So, a uh, celebrity hair salon, okay? Picture this: champagne on arrival, beautiful chandeliers, expensive candles, very gorgeous made-up um, staff wearing identical impeccable uniforms, you know, designer shoes, and just very shiny, beautiful experience. You can't also then force someone to go there who doesn't care about those things. Who literally doesn't care? Who just goes, I just want a quick cut and color and no, don't bother about blow drying me. And they just want the cheap Tuesday deal, right? It's really hard for that kind of salon that's so specific to have multiple ideal clients. But you'll find that a lot of hair salons that don't have super strong branding kind of do lend themselves to kind of multiple clients. Some will be turned off, some will be attracted by it, but you can sometimes have a bit of a broader appeal to a lot of different clients. So you could have a salon that, you know, has Wi-Fi and um, is, you know, good for the rulers, but has champagne if you want it for people who just want a little bit of a treat. You could have during the day, it can be a bit more family friendly, you know, for people who feel guilty about taking time out for themselves so they have their kids with them. Or you could have, um, you know, uh, uh, come with a friend and that would attract the connectors. Or, you know, every Tuesday we have our apprentices and they do, you know, cheaper haircuts and that might attract the accumulators. But not every business can stretch themselves to work with everybody because then it's just weird and it doesn't work. Okay, so you totally can have some multiple ideal clients. But the idea is for you to figure out who you are, what you want to do, and who you want to work with. And it's totally okay for you to do that. Okay, so I want you to think, who am I currently attracting into my business? What do I think are their commonalities? Okay, and so you can guess. Once you know the archetypes a little bit better, like once you do the quiz, I explain all of the different eight archetypes, what to look out for, all of those things. And again, that quiz is denisedt.com slash quiz. Um, It's totally free, takes about 10 minutes, and then you'll get your workshop for you and your archetypes, and I'll introduce the other archetypes too. So you can kind of guess based on who have I really loved working with in the past? Who have I just adored working with? Who has been my easiest clients to work with? And what do they have in common? You can do it from that way. And of course, you know, people are different. Not everyone's going to be exactly the same, but you can kind of get some nuggets there. And on the flip side, you can look at who have I really struggled to work with? What problems do I not really want to deal with? What issues are just not really my zone of genius? And I um, realized this at the start of my business too. I was coaching anyone. I was a generic life coach. And I realized I really loved working with entrepreneurs. And I really started to dislike working with people in the corporate world. 
because I hated co- the corporate world for me. And I wasn't that kind of coach who could just be neutral and just whatever. I'd be like, oh my God, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> and, but I'd be so lit up hearing about people's businesses. So that for me, I was like, oh, that's a really easy change to make in my business. I'm going to only work with entrepreneurs. So then I started changing my marketing. I help entrepreneurs. And then, and then I started to niche down into money and then money mindset. And that was a progression over time. But you can still ask yourself, oh my God, like when I see that type of issue or problem or um, a client come onto my calendar, my heart sinks. It doesn't feel good. I don't feel like I'm giving them my best or I don't feel energized by it. There's a lot of ways that you can check in with yourself to see um, like who do I want to work with? And, and don't be, again, don't worry and think I'm excluding people. I'm uh, excluding my chances. You know, I'm being mean. I'm being a bitch, whatever. It's not. It's about finding how you can help the best people who are a good match to you. And so it can be win-win. Okay, so you can guess, um, but also you can get them to do the quiz. So if you have a group, if you have a mastermind that you're a part of, if you have a customer group, feel free to send them the quiz. It's denisedt.com slash quiz. And then you could poll them. You could just do a really simple poll and say, what did you get? Just so you know, and it might be surprising. It might be surprising for you um, to see because I didn't realize that I was attracting so many um, accumulators and nurturers. Um, and it was surprising to me. And then it helped me tweak my marketing and to figure out why are these people attracted to me? What am I giving them? And then I can double down on that. Also, I found out that celebrities, are, you know, they're least likely for me to attract. So I don't have to, you know, put unnecessary effort into that or feel bad about it, frankly, because I can understand why. All right. So that's how you know your client's archetypes. And when you have a perfect match, it's not a perfect science, but it's going to help you in so many ways. You're going to feel so much better about your business. Um, You'll be more confident marketing yourself because you just know genuinely, this is how I can help you instead of feeling like you have to help everyone. It's really, really great. So yeah, share the quiz with them. Um, Look for the clues in their language. Listen to their complaints and pain points. And, And of course, do the quiz yourself just so you know who you are, what your strengths are, what your challenges might be. And this is a process of really understanding who you are. Okay, so I um, I have one final thought for you and um, I will see you after this final break. Okay, see you in a sec. Hi there, this is Laurel Golden-James with Golden Touch Health and Wealth. I joined Denise Duffield-Thomas's Sacred Money Archetypes this go-round in 2022 and it was amazing. I am a body, mind, life and business coach and I mostly coach women with confidence and boundaries Um, this course helped me realize that I could run my business the way I wanted to and being equal parts nurturer and ruler I often have a tug-of-war within myself about how I can best help people this course has shone a light on all of those gifts that I have and some of the shadows that I have and it was so fun to go through Denise was so engaging the support in the Facebook group over the six weeks was amazing and there's just so much there there's so much there to take advantage of I really appreciate it thanks so much and 
you know, if you're thinking about joining that course, I highly recommend it. I've been going over and over it and getting nuggets from it every time I do. Thanks. Okay, so even after this episode, you might be resisting this idea of ideal client. You still might be confused about it. That's totally fine. Um, I did for a long time too, again, because I just felt like I was just, I don't know, pigeonholing people. But I saw this quote from Laura Ashley. And so Laura Ashley is a brand that's been around for a long time. And, you know, they do um, furnishings and fabrics. And, you know, especially in the 90s, they were very kind of twee with lots of ruffles and things like that. But, um you know, they've got a very strong brand and it's not for everybody. It really isn't. And so this quote from Laura Ashley was, we don't want to push our ideas onto customers. We simply want to make what they want. And there's multiple layers to that, right? Because if you know who your customers are and what they want, then you can make it for them. And then you don't, you're not pushing your ideas onto anyone. You're not trying to convince people. You're not trying to manipulate anybody. And you can then just joyfully go, wow, I know what you want and need. And it's a match to what I want and need as a business person. Wow, look at this beautiful synchronicity. And that's when business becomes really fun. So that quote again from Laura Ashley, we don't want to push our ideas onto customers. We simply want to make what they want. So that's a great perspective as well. Find that intersection between what you want to create and what your clients really want. All right. So again, I've got lots of resources to help you on this. Go do the quiz, denisedt.com slash quiz. That's your final reminder for this episode. And um, I hope you enjoyed it. I can't wait to hear from you. Please reach out. I'm at denisedt on social media. Um, share with me what your archetypes are, what your ahas are from this episode. You can always send me a DM as well because you might have a big aha about who you've been trying to serve and it hasn't been right for you. So I I love hearing all of those little nuances and collecting even more um, beautiful smahas as we call them in in the SMA course. And I hope you can come and join us on Sacred Money Archetypes as well. So please go check that out, denisedt.com slash SMA. It will tell you all about the course, how to come and join us, what bonuses are available at the moment. And um, we'll see you. We'll see you there. All right. See you next time on Chill and Prosper. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.